Hi, this is 20s Convos with Wale and Toby, a conversation between two age-old friends about life, the world, and everything in between. On this week's episode, we spoke about being young, being black, and being financially literate. At the risk of making a hasty generalization, I think it's safe to say that as 20-something-year-olds, financial literacy isn't something that regularly pops up in our conversations. Now, some of us might be willing to admit that we grew up watching adults in our lives make questionable financial decisions and maybe picked up a lot of bad habits along the way. So Wale and I decided to have a conversation about it. We kicked off with trying to understand who is responsible for your financial literacy. Your school, your bank, your parents, or is it a personal thing? Um, so that's an interesting question, to be honest. Um, and I'll answer it in two parts. I think the first part is that um, as very young people, right, if, if you're in like primary school or something, I think you can't know for yourself that you should be financially educated, right? So from that point, I think the schools, the, like the institutions that are in place have a responsibility to begin to introduce those topics. But if that doesn't happen, and you find yourself as a young adult and you've not really had any financial sort of like education or training, I think it then becomes your responsibility because, um, you know, it's, it's personal for you at that point. So, you know, two parts. First part, like early on, if possible, institutions definitely should include some kind of financial literacy training. Well, how? 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 It... <laughs> Good question. I think. Because, <laughs> um... because, because it's, it's, Everyone has something to gain, right? And everyone has something to lose. Same institution, yeah. they teach us how to, you know, understand our finances better. How? So let's just yeah. say, for example, how? So I think, l- let me take a, a, maybe not primary school, that's a bit extreme. Let's take secondary school, for example. In economics, right? I, I remember my economics classes, and it sort of was centered around like just business, demand and supply, things like yeah. that. I think a good way to like make i've made that better was to make personal finances you know a good a point of it as well i think the only thing they mentioned about personal finances was oh uh, when you're working for someone you get an income and yeah that's the money yeah. you survive yeah. you know to purchase right and that's just the surface right so i think what's what was stopping them or what's stopping curriculums to include personal finance management and things like that from early on right just tell people you know what to save what's the savings culture what do you do when after you save do you invest after what are the different investment options you don't like just introduce the topics at the very yeah. least because i'm thinking i didn't take it okay i took economics from ss1 to ss3 as well but even in that like it was more about micro and macroeconomics right understanding yeah. and which is important but i think being silent on personal finance was probably like you know a missed opportunity in my opinion but yeah that, that's how i think we could have introduced yeah. it. i mean i mean you raised good points i think i think for me yeah i think i think it's tricky because you know if you speak about um you know because you mentioned the banks for example yeah the bank is trying to make money right so you know it's it's not the bank's benefit to 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 make you um very aware to the point where you don't need them anymore for 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 wealth empowerment Mm-hmm. Uh, because exactly, if bank is telling you, well, put your money in investments rather than savings, your money is going out of out of their pockets, isn't it? Fair enough. Fair enough. So, fair so, enough. So, 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 I think, so I think in that case, I can see why you know that might be tricky for for banks particularly. But like you said, school, yeah. school, yeah, I think definitely school should include some form of um, financial literacy for for students, particularly because you know um, that's the point where it gets ingrained. In, into your mind as a young mm-hmm. adult, you know, preteen, teenager, yeah. and things like that. But then again, you know, the school the school system has always been very, very archaic. You know, it, 
even though I'm doing a PhD myself, I know how academia can be slow to change. Mm. Yeah, mm. Curriculum, if you want to change curriculum, then you must be. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, so I think that's a very tricky one. But so, what false like myths do you think you grew up with as an African with, with regards to money? <sighs> with regards to money, um, honestly, <laughs> I think the or first one myths or mindsets, basically mindset so so i think i'll say the concept of renting versus buying right like i think everybody's ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> everybody's so quick to jump on the you need to own your own shit yeah. like oh my yeah. god so yeah you need to and i agree but the thing about it is that it's not a blanket statement you can throw on anything i think in the final analysis of things you need to you know find out the analyzing principles of whatever it is that you're trying to own or rent and see you know if you discount this into 10 years into the future 20 years you know into the future um is it cheaper to rent or is it cheaper to buy like people just yeah. assume that buying is always the best solution and i don't think that's true like <laughs> personally I'm, I'm yeah I'm, I'm not a fan of buying um certain things we'll get to that but generally i think myths about buying versus renting where buying is always better i think that's a myth number one well, um, second one like, that is that is yeah. that is very right yeah yeah i think second one and i'll let you um talk about your myths as well is that um a lot of people know this and a lot of people don't know this but i think some of the things that attitudes that our parents and adults around us passed across is once there was a rise in income you know cost of living and the life that they live rose with it as well um and i think that definitely like subtly sends a message across right when, when it comes to um, income, right? Something our parents subtly practice is, you know, whenever there was an inflow of cash into the family, right? Certain expenses went up, like yeah. we had a new TV, we did this, and that's not bad. It's, it's really not bad, but I think, like, there's a subtle message that gets passed across when every time extra money comes in, you know, something new yeah. also comes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gets, right? So I think that, that that's another, I get not, not myth, but just bad practice that I've seen. Yeah, on my I think it's mainly, I think it was mainly, I would say, just just values on money, not particularly how to, or just values and money. I think, I think from my folks particularly, I think I learned independence real, very, very early, you know, mm-hmm. the idea of making money and, you know, the value of what you spend money on, you know, needs versus wants. Exact that particular concept of value of money needs versus one. I think I learned that pretty early because, you know, um, if, if, if remember growing up, you know, when we had you know secondary school to university, I was never I was never the kind of person who would go beyond what yeah. people actually do right. And yeah. sometimes, sometimes there's there's times where obviously you know you buy you buy the occasional maybe occasional shoes in secondary school or or maybe. Or, or maybe the phone, the laptop, whatever it is. But you know deep down that okay, if I get this thing, I might drink a later, you know, <laughs> or, or whatever. But I, but I think I'm glad that I I didn't I, I wasn't that person as much as I could have been because my parents mm-hmm. gave me maybe not deliberately, but they, but they, but but maybe realize you know this this is what you know it's a need and this is what you know it's a want with your money. So that's very very useful. Yeah. What would you consider investment? Something that puts money in your pockets, like plain and simple, <laughs> like something that you spend money on that has returns, just plain and simple. No, no questions asked. Yeah.
Okay, yeah. and flip side of that, what do you think about debt? <laughs> um, you know, I, in the comments, someone puts like borrowing our debt is bad outright. Um, I disagree. I, I feel like there's good debt and there's bad debt. And to be honest, debt is really just leverage, right? Um, if you remember the physics example from, from school about fulcrum and leverage, right? Um, leverage allows you to raise something beyond... <laughs> Leverage allows you to raise something beyond your, your, your own individual strength, right? And so, like, debt can do that for you. The question now is, what are you raising with it? Like, what are you trying to lift with the debt, right? Look, the whole economy runs on debt, right? And so now the question is, you know, how are you now utilizing that debt? Are you using it to fund things that are liabilities or are you using it to fund things that are assets like you said pretty much what you said there's good debt, there's bad debt i think i think sometimes it depends on your class in society and thankfully mm. some of us have debt and sadly some of us don't for some people there's debt is just life-saving debt there's no good or bad about it you know mm. i just gotta get this i gotta be in debt to survive right mm. but we're not in that category thankfully for that in my own category, like you said, there's good and bad debt, right? And 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 shout out to one of my friends, Alex Thomas. He he he, he gave me this in a nutshell. He said, you know, anything that you that you that you're in debt for, that is depreciating the minute you get it, is definitely bad debt. Mm. You know, so mm. you know, mm. anything you buy and you borrow and you haven't paid for, and the value is going down for it while your 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 you have your, it. Your yeah. is still. Mm is bad debt and anything that the value is either is going up as you as you have it and you haven't paid for it is is good debt so eg bad debt vehicle number one number one number one <laughs> no. a good debt is a house right easy peasy but the trick part wait is... hold on hold on yeah okay okay go on go on go on uh -huh. the tricky part is best context this point you've made right so, so i'll say two things here in terms of the house one i think um borrowing to get a personal house um i'll still classify it as something that depreciates in value once you get it because a house comes with expenses and things like that right uh, but if you're borrowing to get a house that you then rent out to get monthly payments that technically is good debt but speaking of like how most um, bad debt is easy to access and easy to like it's things that are easy to get um for example in kenya for example when they started mobile lending you know the idea was that oh it will help businesses that need to you know purchase certain things and all of that but they found out that like over 37 percent of the loans that they had were going to personal stuff like discretionary stuff um yeah. <laughs> and the people that were doing these things didn't actually have um, the capability to meet up to monthly payments and the, the weird thing about easy debt is that the interest payments are usually more like the easier you can get the loan <laughs> you can bet that the premium you're paying um is definitely more and that is where we talk about you know literacy knowing mm. knowing what is worth it and knowing what is not worth it as as a financial decision because you know if you remember my first point i said the banks have stuff to gain not just the banks yeah. but even the micro finance lenders guys. yeah they have stuff to gain by giving you money it's not it's not free of charge mm. but you as well you know sometimes condition like if you're at the bottom of the of that pyramid and mm. and, that, and that debt is your survival then i can yeah. i can understand i won't support that but i can understand but for some people like it is not a life-changing need mm. you know mm.
you now yeah. add with 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 your lack of proper understanding of you know how to calculate your principal interest and knowing yeah. what that um, um and, and knowing how that yeah. con to what your to what your annual salary is mm. not good not good not yeah good. absolutely so absolutely. again that just goes to the point of you know who's responsible because the bank will never ever tell you that bro this this thing you're doing you know it's not good the bank will never give you a pay slip or a form or a document that teaches you the best way to calculate um, interests yeah. or make investments because they want to make money off you you know the bank mm. will never give you tips on how to invest in stock exchange because they want you to keep their money in there yeah. so you know so in the end it, a lot of it falls down to you as the individual right but then it's about, about privilege and and i keep going i keep going back to that word privilege because everything starts from education you know even even if you do not get taught about money in school being in a good school gives you the exposure to knowing about how money works mm. you know, but mm. you know but 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 not everybody will see that big picture of well if i buy a car today with a loan or we just finance something with a card it's just short-term thinking Fast money is basically a large sum of money, right? Yeah. That you did not work for, came in to you at a very, very quick rate. So maybe at an instance or probably yeah. a quick period. But basically, the idea of fast money is just yeah. something you did not really work for. That dropped into your hands. So, yeah. so that could be a lottery that like you found money on the floor, which is never, never, never happened. But, or maybe even, or maybe even a pyramid scheme or get rich quick yeah. scheme. It's fast yeah. money always. I think it it depends on whose hands it falls into to be honest um i also think like if if you didn't put considerable effort into getting something your understanding of the value of it goes down it's just like the way you know <laughs> life works like if if you've not mm. put effort into something it's easy to treat it with levity and it takes a lot of self-control and discipline to be able to still see what you call fast money and be able to make proper financial decisions um, with it. So that's what I would say about it. But generally, like, I think if we're going to take a survey, look at all the lottery winners, what, what happens after? Like, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. Like, I feel like it's weird and it, feel, it feels like a very obvious thing, but it's also just very weird to me. The fact that like people win lotteries and um, in your head, you're thinking, you know, if I won the lottery, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do this. And at the end of the day, like, <laughs> you know, let's not even go to lottery. Let's not go to fast money. Even footballers, you know, of the many people, yes. footballers that are making like good money, there's only a few of them that have set up separate kinds of incomes that are now like helping them, you know, make extra money and things like that. Um, and again yeah it does lend itself to the point that you know um if you don't work hard for something right and, and if something comes to you leave the ratio of what you worked for to like the returns you're getting is very like disproportionate the tendency is for that to get blown away and yes like um, um Tosin just said something like most lottery winners have poor mentalities because if you're playing the lottery I, I don't think except in the hollywood movies where there's like a very financially astute person that's trying to game the lottery system to win a big amount and then do more with it most people that play the lottery like the lottery you know i've read it somewhere is the poor man's tax like like they don't have accounts and things like that in banks and all of that but it's the poor man's tax so the guy goes to the corner with the you know slight dollars he's earned and you know that's his own tax right that's a, I, that's honestly that's the point <laughs> to be honest yeah yeah i think i think yeah i think fast money is not always bad to be honest 
um, mm. I think there's people in the world who have gotten fast money and have done something with it, yeah. right? And obviously, it depends on their context. So, upbringing, the surrounding etc. I think it also links back to your first point where you said, um, the more, the more, um, the more things you buy, the more expenses you have to manage those things. So, yeah. like when you get fast money, people tend to buy the 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 first big things yeah from money which is either a car a very big car house or just just the the, the next best you know things to show that okay i've made right and those mm -hmm. things obviously come come with maintenance yeah right so that's like half of it the wisdom that you gain in managing to gain that kind of money you don't have you know because mm -hmm. if, if it would take mm -hmm. you like 10 years to make mm -hmm. that kind of money made in one night right and you get in that one night, you don't have that <laughs> wisdom to make help you make it. To make, you know? yeah, but then yeah. again, the, um, um, the good point you read also the case of footballers. Mm. Because some of them earn money in stages. Yeah. Right. At the top. And they end up broke still. Yeah. Right. So this again goes down to the point of Percy. And mm. some of them is just bad luck, to be honest. Yeah. Bad luck. So i think it's not always bad it depends on who you are as a person so if, if you had no money at all would and do you think you'd be happy <laughs> okay disclaimer i hate this question <laughs> i actually it's hate awesome. i i hate the question because but i want to say it this way you know money is a defense even the bible says it's right money is a defense right um although there's some form of happiness that you can have like yes i could be happy without money but money does give you access to buy things that makes Absolutely. you happy yeah Absolutely. so i know people like to be self-righteous about this and be like oh money is better than happiness uh, da, da, da. you can have all the money in the world and not be happy yes i agree but the way i am now i am happy but if i have more money i'll be happy i'll be happy Absolutely. Yeah, so, like, um, like the thing is yeah. the thing is i think i think some people and again i understand why that happens but there's mm -hmm. many people in the world who have money and, and they're bloody happy man like yeah <laughs> It is. It is not happiness. Is not about the money. It's not. Mm. Mm. The thing is, like, like, the, like the cliche goes. You know, I rather have. Well, not me, but that's what they said. That's what they yeah. said. I'd rather have yeah. money and and be in a good place than mm. than, than than you know be poor and and still be in the same state. Yeah, I'm not mm. saying. Mm. I'm, and, and I'm not saying I'll choose. I'll choose. Um. I'll, I'll choose wealth and sadness. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying. Yeah. That money goes a long way to make your life easier. So you know, yeah. I respect money a lot. I respect money a lot, mm. but I'm not in love with it. Mm. If that if that makes sense. Absolutely. If you won a million dollars, what would you do? <laughs> All right, let's get this. Um, <laughs> this guy has a list. <laughs> I have a list. I'm ready. I put. Uh, I'm ready for you. All right. So first thing, I'll tithe. Um, firm believer in in, in tithing. So that that would happen. Second thing, I will put money into. Well, I'll tithe ten percent. Tithe to oh, church man. to God. Okay, yeah, man. yeah, cool. Second point, um, I'll put money into a retirement plan um, that has that that pays a premium after a certain point in time. But what I'll do is that I'll create a separate account, um, find out the cost for the premium over like ten or fifteen years, and just set up auto auto withdrawals to the retirement plan. Through, bro, 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 bro. <laughs> if that money comes, bro. Third thing um you know real estate um and probably something that has to do with student housing right i think um if there's anything that is consistent particularly by the way by the way you have a, you have a million dollars no no one billion i know i have but 
all these things is financial their percentages right okay, regardless okay, of okay. how much i get i okay, would put okay, all okay. those things in percentages right so you know housing right student housing because if you think about it schools are like student housing is one of the most like overpriced things that you find i'm sure you can tell yourself yeah, 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 like yeah student yeah, housing yeah. you understand so i'll definitely i'll definitely do that and students always have to pay like with the working class person the person can get away with saying you know my you know, blah 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 but students as long as you're in the school you probably have the money to do what you need to do so i'll say real estate um i'll probably pick up some u.s government bonds as well um and that's because you know it's the global currency that everybody defaults to right if you understand so I'll, I'll probably just pick u.s government bonds as well um and then angel investing <clears throat> meaning just looking for small businesses to because i'm pretty passionate about stuff like that so i'll do that as well and then the final part will probably go into like stocks and like index funds so um i'll probably put like maybe three percent seven percent in like index funds that track so like guy has plants <laughs> <laughs> like see well it, the, this last the, the pandemic also like made me think about this a lot like a lot more because once your earning capacity is gone these are some of the things that become important so like index, yeah so between index funds and stocks um i'll probably split it like seven to three percent so seven percent to index funds so index funds track the top like 500 or 10 20 best companies and you know just you mark that and then i can play around with picking maybe personal stocks myself okay. but the money yeah has hold on pause the money has it has finished. finished yeah i know but that's, <laughs> that's why i was uh what would you do with a million dollars if you got a million dollars but you cannot spend it on yourself <sighs> but you can't spend it on yourself or your family or friends <laughs> um what? i'd give a lot to like churches and charities and to causes that i care about um, because if there's one thing I've noticed, to be honest, like even if, although you can, if if you don't spend money directly on yourself, if you spend it on something that brings you some form of happiness and joy, um, it's not the same, but it's close enough to you spending money on yourself. I'd even argue sometimes it's a bit different, like just sometimes, right? So I think if I couldn't spend it on myself, it would just be to a lot of causes that I'm passionate about, right? Education for one, and things that might have a secondary or you know um derivative benefits to me right like you know just public things that i can still sort of benefit from in a way as well but that would even be the reason i'm doing it but it would just be causes that i care about but spotlight on you please um plan for a million dollars for yourself yeah first okay i don't know honestly i don't know you like you give me answers that are like yo my answers are definitely crap at this point because <laughs> just like giving me list like bullet points i'll definitely invest i don't know yeah. what you i'll definitely do some investments i mm. think i would I'll, I'll my folks retirement cover that absolutely mm, mm, mm. um what else i'm not too sure to be honest i think i think i'm somebody who every day i wake up i'm a new person so if, if that happens to me really i swear to god i'll probably deep thinking for like one month because because i Everything just said like I'm like yo, I don't even know if I'll do that if if I get the money. But if mm. you know myself, yeah, I think I'll definitely build a school for schools. I think I think I think that would be my number one thing. And I think the school school that will be will not be schools. Will be schools of certain philosophy, not not mm. education school. But I'll build. I want to build like schools a, of life. Schools of schools life. Of life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not I'm so quite this guy, far from it, no. Mm. 
or there's always a saying that you don't have to be the best you can hire the best right mm. so, mm. i'll build schools for young kids you know young 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 black african kids because yeah. i think and this this is also from my experience as well you know i think a lot for a lot of us our 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 idea of excellence is always outside our community yeah and i feel like it'd be good if our kids teenagers gonna know, know that you know you can build excellence in-house mm. you know excellence in-house you know yeah. because that that i get that once no more once no more black once no more nigerian you've made it mm. you know, it's 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 all and i don't want to put classical conditioning but it is conditioning but anyway i think i'll i'll I would, I would build a school for that because school is very important you know school is very important and maybe maybe a bank because because like you said um causes that i'm passionate about particularly small businesses yeah, yeah. so i definitely would like to have something that would be a safe haven for people to start small businesses because i feel like small businesses yeah. help run the world a lot but obviously with the with, with the dance of the world they want to create yeah. more they will not have their way yeah <laughs> in terms of like building a savings and investment culture i think one thing we usually forget to mention a lot is budgeting right um you know show of hands how many people when you receive like before you receive like any income you kind of like make a budget like proper budget oh no, I, no sorry not me not me, not me okay not me. okay i do I like I, i'm sure of hand if you before, before you receive money you've thought about how you spend it like yeah me yeah no people think everybody kind of like thinks about what they want to spend money on but i think we usually overlook the fact that like budgeting is actually the first step to be honest like mm. and you know well, what i what i practice really is you know um you know i earmark certain things even if i spend money on myself there's certain things that already have like buckets of funds that they need to go into already right um and that makes it like it gives me the headspace like i'm not thinking about it anymore like i've i know every month like this goes here this goes there the yeah. rest of this is what i have right once you get that all sorted right i think that's when you can start to look at like investments and things like that but if you don't have a budget that you follow if you if i can't point to you or in one month and you tell me oh yeah this is how much i'm going to spend save x and like save some differentials that might happen based on emergencies it's hard to really start investing because like you said you can only start to invest when there's like disposable income to play around with and you only yeah. know what's disposable income if you have a budget set up already right yeah. if not you end up like you are if you end up investing in things and you lack the patience to wait for it because you've used money that you cannot spare yeah. right you understand um and so i think definitely budgeting first and building a savings culture is pretty important um so i'm throwing a random question here but what do you think about cryptocurrency it's i guess millennial financial literacy time so <laughs> crypto yeah i mean so obviously okay for example like my research i know i see yeah. from, from it leaders in the uk and 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 one of them told me like yo Wally, go and get your bitcoin right i know it's it's a bit up and down right now but go get, go get yeah. bitcoin yeah right and you know someone has said it's not needed it's not needed now because you know in your context you could you could use that money for something else that you get returns pretty pretty earlier you mm. know something more safe yeah. so the cryptocurrency i'll say my brother it's your gamble but yeah if yeah. it works out then you are blessed right <laughs> but the thing is we, yeah. uh, we don't know when it will work out so the case is so the issue with crypto for me is it's a, it's a temporal dimension 
because yeah. everything is linked to yeah depends regulation. on yeah. regulation yeah right so yeah. crypto is it's like we're just saying okay well we know that there's mana up in the sky but pray yeah. for them release the heavens for the mana to drop right? yeah. and 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 if those regulations don't change those policies don't change to accommodate crypto yeah. in the sense that we can you can you can um you know use it um be useful for you know in your everyday life because yeah. i don't think crypto cannot be valuable to the point where we think it will be valuable if if it doesn't become more accessible to, to widespread yeah widespread yeah. use you know That's okay. yeah, so about yeah. Crypto, i'm i'm still learning about it as myself um but yeah I, i'm not jumped into it yeah who have so for, money, don't get me wrong and good fair, for them they, they have the information and, and they have yeah. the right channels but not yeah. me in terms of capital gains versus um you know passive income i'm more on the passive income side because for capital gains there are people that have like spreadsheets and all these algorithms that are trying to predict all these things um and you are sitting in your house you know just praying that the thing goes up right so you in in the game of speculation those that have not enough information are the ones that fund the speculation itself right you know they're losers basically so if you don't have enough information you can't bank on speculation is what i would say but yeah that's my my two cents it's interesting i've i've learned some, i've learned some things here i think yeah. my, overall, my overall wrap up is even me myself as an individual i am still learning how to make better use of money on a daily basis mm. i'm still mm. not at the point where you know i think i can be i think i'm still learning i think i don't learn fast as well um i think the point is just also trying to understand where you are in life and be realistic yeah. with yourself so there you have it a review of the second episode of 20s convos with wally and toby if you liked it please hit the like button share it with your friends leave comments below follow up questions anything but till next time take care and stay safe